Welcome to Mindset Reset Radio. I'm your host, Jess, and I'm on a mission to help female entrepreneurs like you get intentional in life and business. So if you're feeling stuck, you're looking for inspiration, or you just want to be reminded that you're not alone on this crazy entrepreneurial journey, you've landed in the right place. You can join our community of intention getters on Instagram at Jessica Thiefels, that's me, and you can learn more about how I can support you in business and mindset at jessicathiefels.com. Finally, if you love what you hear, please don't forget to rate and review the podcast. I'll be forever grateful. Now, sit back, grab a journal, and get ready to start living with intention. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Mindset Reset Radio. I'm so excited to welcome Anna Gala today, who is a soulful business coach who helps impact-driven C-star entrepreneurs and coaches build a boss mindset, attract dream clients, and earn more income-changing lives while living a more fulfilling, joyous, and freedom-filled life. I freaking love it. (laughs) Welcome, Anna. I'm so glad you're here today. Yay. Thank you. Me too. I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, So before we jump into this really great topic, um, can you tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do? Totally. So um, as you said, a soulful business coach, and I focus specifically on like impact-driven female soulpreneurs and coaches who are looking to create impact and change lives in their own unique way. And through the structure of my program, my Line Sister Mastermind program, I help them not only get the you know soulful strategy needed to up-level their biz, but also really focus on the human being that is implementing the strategy. So we talk a lot about mindset and you know energy and level of attraction and confidence and really owning your value and worth. And so building the human being as we are building our business. Yeah, it's so easy to ignore that part, yet our inner world 100% reflects our outer world. So without doing that inner work, like the way I have experienced it is when you aren't attacking it, when you're not taking care of those things, they're just going to keep popping up again Mm -hmm. and again and again until you decide to finally take care of that, whatever it is, trauma or the wound or Mm -hmm. um, awesome. Well, that's perfect for what we're talking about today, which is releasing limiting beliefs. Something I'm actually very actively working on right now with, um, I work with a tarot coach So we do business coaching with tarot as like our guide and bring in like astrology and all that stuff too. Um, So anyway, let's talk about limiting beliefs. I would love to know, maybe if we could start out by you telling us a little bit about your story around limiting beliefs, your experience with it. Um, Yeah, let's start there. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of common denominators in limiting beliefs. Maybe they just have a different story attached to it. Yep. Mine were definitely specifically around entrepreneurship. It's, you know, it's specific to entrepreneurship, but it stems from other places, mm-hmm. but mine were definitely around money it was a huge one. Mm-hmm. Self-worth was something that I was working through well before entrepreneurship happened. And just what success could look like for me, if, you know, on my terms and what that really meant. And if I was actually capable of achieving that. Mm-hmm. You know, because we're fed so many different stories and take on so many different agreements that were never ours, as we know. And 
we start to create that story in our lives and we start to continue, like we continue to perpetuate it and we kind of get stuck in these cycles. And then the longer that we're in these cycles, then they become our truth, even though they were never our truth to begin with. We really, we start to manifest them and they're like, see, like we're looking for evidence basically to prove our limiting beliefs. Right. Right. And then as it keeps happening, we're like, well, I guess this must be my story or yes, I guess this must be my truth. So for me, yeah, it was just allowing myself and giving myself permission to see myself as someone who could be successful on my own terms, who could, you know, some of my goals were you know, travel the world and work from anywhere as I build a impact driven business mm-hmm. doing, you know, what my soul's purpose was. And then again, money was a huge one. Everybody has these, these limits, like money doesn't grow on trees. You have to work hard for, you know, even just to get by and anything that your parents or your guardian said as you were growing up and then seeing, you know, other struggles around you that you take that on as your truth. And I totally did. And that was probably money was probably my biggest limiting, you know, belief structure that I had to work through. And then if I was actually worthy of more money Mm. as well. So that all kind of tied in together. So, I mean, mindset work is a huge aspect of, of self-development because it really all starts in our mind, right? Mm-hmm. What we think creates our emotions, creates, you know, our actions, our beliefs, and then all that becomes our reality. So learning how to, you know, dig up and kind of extract what the limiting beliefs are and actually look at them mm-hmm. and see them for what they are, which was just somebody else's limiting agreement that we decided to put in our pocket and, you know, carry with us along the way. But yeah, so it was a lot of that. And I mean, that still happens because any level that you get to and you go to the next one, there's a whole set of limiting beliefs, whole new set of limiting beliefs mm-hmm. that you got to kind of <laughs> rummage through and figure out to get to the next level. So it's not like one-stop shop, oh, limiting belief, poof, gone, like good yeah. to go. As you continue to grow, develop and evolve, so do the narratives, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So it, it's, a continu- it's a lifelong journey. Totally. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And um, before we dive into what I know all the listeners want to know, which is how to release those and work through them, um, I wanted to take a step back and ask you two questions. Um, you said that a lot of this comes from other things, like let's say childhood. I know a lot of my limiting, all of my limiting beliefs come from childhood. And you said something like, um, you know, when parents say money doesn't grow on trees. Like, and then you also use the term agreements, which I'm familiar with as someone who's read Don Miguel Ruiz. Um, can you explain to our listeners, like, why does this stuff originate in our childhood and it's still lingering in our 30s and 40s and 50s and, you know, and further on? Um, and explain to us, because I have a feeling it's part of the explanation, what you mean when you say agreements. Yeah. So we're, you know, we come into this, into this world as a blank slate. Mm-hmm. And so everything that we are picking up is coming from our environment. And depending on what your environment is, you're obviously going to pick up a unique and different storyline for yourself, you know, from who you are, what your place is in the world, your judgments, your biases, you know, what you think of others, what you think of the world in general, really everything you're picking up and you're putting in your pocket as you go along. And it's also like a sense of belonging that happens because we're like, well, if I believe the same thing that my parents believe, or if I act the same way that my parents mm-hmm. or those who are keeping me safe, you know, if I have those same beliefs that then I'll be safe and I will be able to be accepted from them. And it's like a survival mechanism. So we pick up these things almost from, you know, as survival. Mm-hmm. And so they're deeply ingrained. 
And then as we start to experience our own socialization and then through, through relationships and then through jobs and, you know, different things that maybe we tried and didn't work, we are still holding on to those kind of OG <laughs> limiting mm-hmm. beliefs and perpetuating them throughout our life. And when you, you know, refer to it as an agreement, if somebody tells you something, you either agree with it mm-hmm. and you take it on or you don't agree with it and you kind of reject it and stay true in your own beliefs. So really you have no, at the very beginning of your kind of life timeline, you don't really have the understanding and the wisdom or that you're, you know, you forgot that you're connected to that to, dif- to make the difference between something that is right for you and aligned for you or something that is not. So you're like, well, this must be truth. And so I'll agree with it until it's proven otherwise, basically. And so, I mean, gosh, this is so many different layers of limiting Mm. beliefs that branch out and create realities for you Mm -hmm. based on what you believe to be true, right? And we're always looking for evidence that something is true or something is not true. And so if our ingrained beliefs and agreements are that there's a certain set of them and we're going to keep looking for evidence in our world that those are true so they can you know so we can feel more firm in our understanding of life and of ourselves yeah and that's how we just keep reaffirming them reaffirming them they become more deeply ingrained you know those neural pathways are like you know super fast to go to jump to that conclusion yeah and yeah that's why it's like continued unlayering or unlearning really yeah. Like, it's not even like you have to learn how to be a more abundant version of yourself. You just have to unlearn all the ways that you made yourself believe that you weren't. Yeah. Unlearn lack. <laughs> yeah. Unlearn, unlearn lack and unlearn scarcity. Unlearn, you know, the fact that you maybe don't feel worthy of more or you feel guilt around having more money or you feel mm-hmm. like it's not spiritual to have more money or you can't be a good person and have more money. Mm-hmm. You know, we see like, we vilify money so much. What's the biblical quote? It's like, it's harder for a rich person to get into heaven than there's something about a camel and the eye of a needle. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, <laughs> it's like deeply ingrained in us in so yeah. many different aspects that we start to hate money. Yeah. Yeah. And be scared of it. Be scared of getting more of it. Worried about what people are going to think if we have more of it. Like, you know, my husband and I do very well for ourselves and not that I'm out there telling people we do well for ourselves, but for example, we live in an apartment building. That's really nice. It's brand new. It's right on the lake down in, uh, in Burlington, Vermont, right over the water, beautiful patio over the water. And he like, didn't want to be telling people that we were going to live here. Wow. And I'm like, you so badly want this money. He comes from a father who very much comes from a place of lack and scarcity and that he very much took all that on. Um, and I'm like, but you want to be making money, but like, you don't want people to know that you have enough money to live in this nice apartment. Like, I'm wondering what's happening there, you know, like why you're so scared for people to know, like he just gets so weird about it. Um, so he's, he's got plenty of limiting beliefs around money, um, and making it and sharing it. But it's interesting, I guess that leads me to want to ask you the next question, which is, um, how do we see these beliefs show up, especially as female entrepreneurs? What are sort of like the symptoms, if you will, that we might notice that are indicating there's some sort of limiting belief behind it? 
I mean, I could start right from the beginning of just like your price points. Mm, Interesting. You know, like what am I asking for in return or in exchange of my time, my energy, my expertise? Mm -hmm. And so right there, you can see how much you think your value and your worth as well as how much you think you deserve. Mm-hmm. And so if you're charging like way undercharging and over serving, there is a limiting belief there that's stopping you from giving yourself permission to receive more mm-hmm. or saying that maybe you're just, your value is, is low, you know, or being scared that other people won't see your value. And so something like as basic as just your price points would be a really clear indication of how you feel about you and how you feel about money. And also it's like, what is your money situation right now? You know what I mean? Like that's a pretty clear indication. If you want to know what's going on inside, just look outside. Mm -hmm. What does your life look like right now? Where is their struggle? Where is their fear? Where is their doubt? Where is their scarcity? You know, where is their resistance? Mm -hmm. And if you can see and just be honest with yourself to look in, in your outer world and see what areas of my life do I feel like there is a resistance or like I'm trying so hard and it's just not working. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of the times, and that's why I focus on more than just strategy in my (laughs) it's not the strategy. You may have like an on point strategy, great content, you know, your Instagram posts and stories and videos and like are just right on point. But it's just something is that you're it's just not working. Something's not clicking. Then instead of focusing on the strategy and pointing the finger outwardly and saying like, what's wrong with my strategy? You know, what do they say when you're pointing a finger, you should be looking at those other three that are pointing back Mm -hmm. at you. It's like, okay, maybe we should bring the attention inwards and say, what is my belief around my program, my price points, myself, my value, my worth. And then what can I do? Like you said, in your inner world, which is exactly the verbiage that I teach. So I love that. Um, What can I do and nurture in my inner world to get the desired result I want in my outer world. We have to be brave enough mm. to own that it's a co-creative experience and mm. that all things we co-created, good, bad, and different. And when we can own that, we can step more into our power and truly see what we need to do within ourselves, our minds, our energy, our souls, our healing. And use the tools that are available to us to then cultivate and rewrite a new, more abundant, fulfilling, joyous story. Mm -hmm. But we have to take ownership of that. It starts with us. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny you say it's not about the strategy and look at the strategy, but then look at yourself because um, my uh, marketing and mindset membership um, that I'm running Uh, That's like the whole story behind it is because I'm a content marketer. I've been doing it my entire career. So almost 10 years, I had all the strategy pieces in place. I knew, um, so the, the membership currently is focused just on Instagram. So I was teaching people how to build a community on Instagram and they were super successful. I knew how to choose hashtags, how to post nice, you know, all the things, but I wasn't successful. And I'm like, what is going on? And I realized that there was all this mindset stuff. I'd been working on it in my personal life and in my business And I realized there was all this fear around really owning my space, my position or role as a leader in the space, owning my expertise, really stepping into my power on the platform. Um, 
And also I always thought I was very authentic, but I, I don't think I was as transparent as I need to be. I know my, my part of my purpose on this planet is to be the person who says the shit that other people are scared to say (laughs) that people feel they belong and they, they are like, Oh yeah, me too. Like, thank you for saying that. Um, cause I've always been the person, there's a John Mayer quote, um, for one of his songs that says, even if your hands are shaking. And I've always been that person. Like I always said I would go first when I was in class for presentations and at work, I had many not confrontations. Like I was looking for them, but I was willing to speak my mind. Um, so anyway, all that to be said, like I've full, full on experience that same sort of strategy seems to be fine, but what's going on inside, um, and then tapping into that and addressing what's going on. Um, so powerful really. And we don't, I don't think we naturally incline to do that either. I feel like we're, we're more naturally inclined to look outside of ourselves. Um, so I'm wondering if you have some suggestions for how can we start taking those steps to start looking inward, to start looking those beliefs right in the face and saying like, what is this all about? What are you trying to say? And you know, how can we start shifting? So what are some of those initial steps we can take just to straight up, just start tuning in more and really listening into what's happening? Yeah. I mean, there's oof, so many that you can do, but I think a really baseline foundational one is if you want to create a stronger relationship with yourself and open up the channel so that you can receive intuitive guidance from yourself and from your truly ultimate wisdom, then you need to start getting quiet with yourself. And obviously that's going to be meditation, <laughs> you know, and meditation is, oh my gosh, it's so funny how it's, there's such a misconception of what meditation is and why we do it. And, but really, if you can just think about it as meditation is something for me to take time with myself so mm-hmm. I can sort through the gazillion fucking thoughts going through my mind every moment that what 60,000 thoughts a day on average. Mm-hmm. And so if you're not giving yourself time to sort through and to just reconnect with yourself with the present moment, then you're always going to be outside of yourself. You're always going to be in the external. And I mean, answers aren't really in the external guidance isn't really in the external. Yeah. Somebody can tell you, go do this and that, but for you to find what's truly aligned with you, it needs to come from you. Mm -hmm. And you know, there's that quote that silence is full of answers. Mm, I like that. And it's so true. I mean, like if you want to start to get a more honest understanding of what's going on inside of you, inside of you, you have to sit with yourself. Mm-hmm. And so whatever that practice looks like for you, you know, I mean, if, if you're a newbie meditator, then like a few minutes a day, just to like get into the flow was great. Mm-hmm. And simply start asking, start asking yourself questions and see what comes up. Don't for, you know, there's not like a forceful answer. It's just like a gentle waiting. Mm-hmm. And even if it's just sitting with yourself and after some practice of just, you don't have to silence the mind because that's, challenging and nearly impossible to stop your thoughts. But if you can just allow your thoughts not to control you and just keep coming back to your breath mm-hmm. and then just propose a question to you, to your higher self, to your intuition, to your soul's wisdom of what is my belief around money? Mm-hmm. Do I believe that I am capable of being successful? Do I believe that money is hard to make and harder to keep? Mm-hmm. Do I believe that I can make and then start listing numbers and see what comes up. You know what I mean? 2000 a month, 
4,000 a month, 6,000 a month. Like, you know what I mean? like get mm-hmm. curious with yourself yeah. and just ask questions. Even if it's just one question for that five minute meditation and just see what comes up and start and then journal it out. Mm-hmm. Even if you just ask yourself, like go into a meditation for five, 10 minutes, 15, if you're comfortable or more. And then just to get quiet and then propose the question and then just free write for three pages or set a timer for five Mm -hmm. minutes to free write whatever comes up. What do I believe about money? What do I believe about success? Am I worthy of receiving more? And when you allow yourself to just free write that nobody's going to read this, it's just you, you can burn it after. Mm -hmm. It's just giving your subconscious mind space to flow through you through writing Mm -hmm. and through intuitive answers when you're sitting in silence and stillness and just see what comes up and that brutal honesty that comes up in like a free write is quite illuminating <laughs> you know like some of the stuff that I've written down I'm like whoa okay didn't know that was going to come up yep and usually it's just like a wild scribble but I know that what I'm writing but and I don't even read it I mean it's just like for it to come up to process to be revealed right and then when I know, okay, damn, okay, this is, I didn't expect that to come up. And now I know, mm-hmm. as soon as you know, awareness is always step one, right? Yep. As soon as you know, then you can take another five minutes and start to rewrite. Okay, but what do I want my beliefs to be around money? Mm-hmm. What do I want my beliefs to be around success? Mm-hmm. What do I want my dream life to look like on a mental, physical, emotional, spiritual relationship adventure, lifestyle, all of it. Like, what do I actually want it to look like? Mm. You can start to visualize and embody and feel, and then you'll get more intuitive guidance to bring you closer to those places as opposed to perpetuating this cycle and continuing to look for evidence to prove that past outdated, scarce-filled story. Right. You mean like just start rewriting a new one, literally pen to paper, rewriting a new story. Yeah. But yeah, just about, yeah, that first step of just start taking time away from social media, mm-hmm. get into nature, get into stillness. Mm-hmm. You know, when you wake up in the morning, don't turn your bloody phone on, you know, keep it off for at least an hour so you can have time with yourself. We're so freaking disconnected with ourselves yeah. and so into other people's lives and then our work and then our clients' lives. And then, you know, social media and this person living their dream life. And we're like, what the fuck am I having? Why am I not there yet? And like all these comparisonitis freaking things but you need time with you. Mm-hmm. And so just taking that time and making that space for you to be with you to then with that higher level of connectivity and groundedness, you can then rewrite your new story and start to take aligned action towards that, whatever that looks like for you. Yep. Yeah. There's um, a mantra that I repeat to myself every single morning. I sleep with my phone on airplane mode so I try to keep it on as long as I can when I wake up, but I like using insight timer for meditation. So I need to have it on to use it. Um, unless I had downloaded ones, but I just like to play around and see what I can find that day. Um, but the mantra I always say to myself when I turn my phone on, I'm like, I'm not going to look at anything. I'm just going to use insight timer um, is show up for yourself before you show up for the world. Mm. And that's just on repeat show up even, even at 3 PM. If I'm just feeling burnt out and tired and whatever, I remind myself, show up for yourself before you show up for the world. Because if you don't show up for you, the rest isn't going to fall into place. When you show up as a haphazard version of yourself, as a lesser version of yourself, as a scattered version of yourself. Like when I don't take time in the morning to meditate, and mind you, everyone listening, I mean, 
I do like a seven minute body scan. I love, it's this one that I just really, really love because I think, cause it's so easy for me. <laughs> I like just, just to be able to sit and breathe. Um, and I'll do another one after, or I'll just sit for myself with myself after, but it doesn't have to be extensive. Mm-hmm. Um, it just has to fit what works with you and what makes you feel good. And maybe eventually you'll get to a point where you're doing 15 minutes or 30 minutes in the morning. And that's amazing. Um, but it's not necessary to quiet. Um, and I like that you use that phrasing quiet your mind, because that's what I say all the time. You just need to get quiet. Our brain is like 30 Google Chrome browser tabs open at all <laughs> times. We got to close some of those tabs or your browser is going to get slow, right? And you're work done. It's true. Um, so, so very, very true. And, and it's so accurate. Show for yourself before you show for the world. I love that. And it's so interesting to see, like, even in my mastermind program, the first phase of it is fully focused on the individual. And even seeing before we launched a program, before, you know, before the client launched a program, before the client did anything income facing, like she would have, like had her, her best month, you know, two months into the program, had her best month that she's ever had. And she's purely focused on herself more than she ever has before. She's showed up for her morning magic rituals. She's done, you know, she's taken action. She's done the steps. She has firmer time boundaries. You know, she was all about showing up for other people nonstop that she was like, you, like you said, like a haphazard, burnt out, exhausted version of yourself. And just with those simple shifts and showing up like the insane abundance and magic that's coming into her life right now and how we've increased her level of belief and her faith and her trust that it's, it's honestly mind blowing the results that happen purely focusing on the individual and focusing on your inner world. Mm-hmm. And then imagine what happens when you take that level of person and show them some soulful strategy, right. what happens then, as opposed to just shoving them into the formula of the strategy right. and like, like inputting some, you know, some calculations and hoping that, a, you know, a million dollar check comes out the other end. But yeah, so that's so, it's so freaking important. And we're more, most, I'm going to say the majority of the results come from in our lives is how do you fucking feel? Mm-hmm. How do you feel? Mm-hmm. You know, how much fun are you having? How much joy are you chasing? How much, you know, how present are you in your life? Mm-hmm. And how many things are you doing that are making you feel fulfilled outside of your work? Yeah. And like those things are huge catalysts to more of those things. Mm-hmm. And then when you can show up in that energy and do the work and do it from like, like you're saying, like that authentic place of just your why is I want to change lives. Mm-hmm. Magic is going to, is going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I love, I love that you bring it back to how do you feel? Yeah. Um, that was like my first, that question was like my first foray into really tapping under what was bubbling under the surface. I, I was working with um, a heart map coach. And on our very first call, and I thought that like things were okay. Like I knew that there was like a sort of like dark cloud hovering over me, but like things were generally all right. My business was doing well. I was very happy in a home with my husband in San Diego. Life was good on paper. Um, and she was like, so I like to start every session by asking, how do you feel? Like literally two minutes into the call. And all of a sudden I can just feel myself choking up. Yeah. And, and I didn't cry at first. Cause I'm like, I don't want to be that crazy client who cries within two minutes of getting on. The, like I'm more put together than this. I'm okay. Which I'm more put together than this. Like 
not a great thought, not a good belief to have. But anyway, Mm -hmm. I was feeling that. And like, we get to like maybe 10 minutes and I just can't. And I just like let it. And she's like, like, let it, let it flow. It's all good. Like what's coming up. And, and what I was realizing was that I did such a good job of living on the surface. I was doing such a good job of like keeping everything just far enough below the surface that I didn't have to look at it. I didn't have to feel it. That when I finally, when someone said to me, how do you feel? And she genuinely meant it. I could feel her really wanting to know. It was like, I'm a mess. I'm anxious. I'm stressed. I'm unhappy. I have all these things from my family that I don't know what to do with. I don't even know what they are. And, um, and so ever, so what she wanted me to start doing and what has become a practice for me, I don't do it every morning now, but I go through waves. Um, I still just ask myself, but it's good to start with a journal to get into the practice. I literally, if you look at my journal, you see tons of pages that just say, how do you feel? And I just write anxious, centered, frustrated, upset, uncertain. Um, and I feel like even people, as you were explaining about the journaling, I wanted to say like, even for some people, just free writing feels daunting. It's like, what am I going to write? What, I don't know what to do. So even just starting with how do I feel or just writing words. Like even if you wanted to pose a question other than how do I feel and just write the words that come to mind, like annoyed, irritated. This is stupid. Fuck this. I don't care. I don't want to do this work. Mm -hmm. And like, eventually it's like, I don't want to do this work because I'm scared and I'm anxious and I don't know why. And I'm so nervous to get there. And it's like, Oh, now now we got it. Um, so yeah, I just want to share that for the listeners because I feel like that's been a really powerful practice for me to just start dipping my toe into the water of, what's rumbling under the surface. Cause like, yeah, it can be really scary to allow yourself to touch that because you're probably going to hit triggers. You're probably going to hit old wounds. You're probably going to cry. But the good news is once you get into that practice and you start doing it, it gets easier and easier. And all of a sudden, how do you feel? You feel aligned. You feel centered because you were aware and you found the support that you needed or whatever the case may be. And so it does get easier is the point that I want to make about all this. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't yeah, there's happen. light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, something that's so an additional layer to understand the importance of processing what mm-hmm. emotions are, have been bottled up for maybe fucking decades by this point. Mm-hmm. I teach something in my mastermind program called energetic capacity. Mm-hmm. And if you can picture yourself like a cup and you know, three quarters of it is full of stuff that you haven't processed, released, forgiven, you know, the the under the surface stuff. Then you have that quarter that you're playing with, like in in the light for lack of a better statement. Mm -hmm. But if you wanted to make more space for more of that alignment, for more of that abundance, whether that's health, wealth, or happiness, more of that joy, more of that fulfillment. I mean, if you're only you know, have a quarter to play with and you've only got a quarter to fill up. And so energetic capacity is the understanding that we have to go underneath the surface and we have to reveal, feel, and ultimately heal a lot of the past stuff that we've just been shoving down there, Mm -hmm. hoping that we will never have to deal with, you know, the dusting underneath the carpet, rug and situation. If we want to open ourselves up for more, Mm -hmm. whatever more you are looking for, and to also have an understanding that emotions are energy. They are energy in motion. 
So if we haven't processed emotions for a couple decades hmm. and it's all still in there, there is still stuck and stagnant energy that is not going to allow you who is an energetic being to flow throughout your life with more ease. Mm-hmm. It's going to be stuck. It's going to be stagnant. It's going to be blocked. There's going to be resistance. And energy is a very real, measurable, palpable thing. Mm-hmm. And if you, again, if you want to move some of that energy, you have to process it, which means that, yeah, the journaling, the, whether it's working with a therapist or it's mm-hmm. actually just speaking your truth when you need to, whether it's even just in your journal, if you haven't gotten to the place that you are able to voice it. And if we don't, I mean, as I said, a little added motivation, if we don't process all the past stuff that's in there, they're going to be, they're going to continue to be re-triggered mm-hmm. because it's your soul telling you, hello, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to keep letting, you know, keep sending you triggers for this specific pain point until you fucking realize you got to do something about it. So it's just going to keep, you know, re-manifesting in your life in different ways. That's why people are like, why does this keep happening to me? It's like, well, because you haven't dealt with the last seven times it happened to you. So it's still in there waiting for you to realize that you need to do some work around that. Yep. For me, it was, I had an anxiety attack because my soul was like, bitch, please. Okay. Like enough <laughs> is enough. I've sent you enough. Freaking signs. Yeah. We're taking you down. <laughs> yeah. Literally down to the kitchen floor. And I'm like, okay, I hear you. <laughs> I'll, I'll do something about yes. this. <laughs> but if we don't work on that stuff, it starts to manifest emotionally. Mm-hmm. Anxiety, hello. It starts to then, left long enough, starts to have physical manifestations, whether it's pain, whether it's illness, whether it's disease. Like These are very emotionally based things, mm-hmm. whether or not we want to believe that. There's actually a really incredible documentary. It's on Gaia, or maybe you can find it on YouTube, called E-Motion. Emotion. Okay. I highly recommend for people to really understand um, what I'm talking about here and why it's so important to go back and process old yeah, emotions. I'm check that out. It sounds awesome. Yeah, it's really, really powerful. But if you want to live a happier, healthier life on a mind, body, spirit level, you have to have the courage and the bravery to look back and not to stay stuck in the past, but to honor and acknowledge some of the things that may have occurred in your past so that you can finally let it go by releasing it and processing it so you can, instead of keeping that energy within you and it being a part of you, you can, you know, whenever it's being triggered, you can have it actually in front of you instead of within you mm-hmm. to look at it right. so that you can process and release it and then fill that space with something more preferred, you yeah. know, something that you actually do want to feel and you do want to think and you yep. do want to create. Mm-hmm. That's yep. my TED talk on that topic. <laughs> Love it. I'm so glad we had it here on the podcast. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> um, yeah. Like yes to every single freaking thing you're saying. I love sharing. Love that you shared the documentary because I do think for people who this is new to, it feels, it still feels like this sort of far-fetched idea that like my energy like that emotions are energy and that shit from my childhood is affecting me as an adult like and it's it's interesting I like the idea too of maybe something that you can do if you're listening and you're like I don't know 
think back and think of the time, think of things that have popped up consistently as my, um, I don't know which coaching program he went through, but one of my coaches, um, he calls them a racket, something that comes up again and again and again. (laughs) Um, and for me, that was a lot, a lot, a lot of trauma and healing around my biological father, Mm -hmm. um, who is unfortunately no longer with us, um, and was, um, a drug addict and an alcoholic and not really a dad. (laughs) Um, and it was affecting so many areas of my life. Um, but for you who's listening, going back and saying, okay, yeah, I almost like you're looking at a timeline and you're looking for something to pop up on that timeline over and over again. And even if you just start with that one thing, like you don't have to take on this whole burden of your limiting beliefs at once. So starting with that one thing and how can you handle, handle that? The journaling, as we talked about getting quiet and I just could not possibly recommend therapy and coaching more, especially starting with therapy just to start out because a lot of times you just have to talk out what's happening and you need someone there to sort of reflect back to you and guide you through that process. Because that can be really challenging, especially when you you don't even have an inkling of what's under the surface. You just know you feel this way. So they're going to ask the question. So it's going to help you start to uncover that and then shift into coaching where you can then start tackling some of those things on a more like active level. I feel like, um, for me, that process was really helpful. And my coach would always say, you know, like that's kind of a therapy thing. Don't you work with your therapist on that? And we're going to work with this side. Cause there's also only so much a coach can do in terms of diving into that with you, like morally and ethically. Um, so I like the idea of making sure you're prioritizing therapy if it's something that's within your reach and even just doing one or two sessions. I know it's really scary to tell someone your personal problems and all the crap that's inside of you, but like they went to school for that. They are taught to be a lockbox. They are taught to be there for you. That's what they want to do. So um, that's my TED talk on therapy. <laughs> I could do even more because I love it. Um, yeah. I don't know. I feel like I just went on a rant there, but, um, no, but it's, I mean, super valuable and super important for us to have that sounding board. Mm-hmm. That's not a loved one or a friend or like, that's not their job. You know what I mean? Like we have to take ownership of our own healing and reach out to, yeah, a professional. And even, I mean, there's so many for specifically around like energy and emotions and things that are trapped mm-hmm. within our bodies that there's like things like Reiki and, EFT tapping, emotional freedom technique, tapping. Mm, love and it. so many different techniques that you can start to dive into some of the more subconscious elements. Again, even if I can't bring up my program again, but the specific aspect about it, um, I have a signature reveal, feel, heal method, and it mm. gives you the opportunity to, within a certain level of questions, um, within a visualization, to go back into the subconscious and see where you picked up certain beliefs. So like even just that aspect of just like, Oh, like that's where that came from. You know, like, Oh, it was my mom at this specific time that said this. And I was just like, yep, that sounds like something I should believe in your pocket Mm -hmm. around these different themes. So like just, there's so many different tools and just find somebody who resonates with you. That seems like, even if it's just the one thing, you're like, we're not, it's not a one-stop shop, this, you know, self-development business. Like I've had multiple coaches um, that have helped me with different aspects of myself, of my business. And so if you just find somebody that feels like, okay, this can help me with these certain areas, these certain, you know, kind of underlying issues or challenges I'm trying to navigate through and just, you know, trust your intuition and and see what's right for you at the time. And just, I mean, investing in yourself, 
it's not spending money when you're doing it for you. It's investing in yourself. It's investing in your health. It's investing in your wealth. It's investing in your happiness. Mm -hmm. And all those things are absolutely always a wise investment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Well, this has been super, super helpful. Thank you so much for all your insights. Yeah, no problem. Um, before I close things out and ask you my two last questions, I just want to know, is there anything else that you want to say that you think listeners really need to know if they're struggling with this topic with, um, limiting beliefs, any last thing you want to leave us off with? I mean, take action, take action, just take action. If you keep doing the same thing, you're going to keep getting the same results. Mm. And unless, and if you're okay with that, if you're like, you know what, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with this happening over and over again. Cool. But ask yourself, am I okay if one, five, 10 years down the road, if this is my story, if this is my reality, am I okay with that? If the answer is no, then it's on you to take action as you are the author of your beautiful story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Take action. That's mine. Love it. Love it. I couldn't agree more. Um, And I want to know what is your current intention getter story? What are you working on right now? Oh man. Mm -hmm. My team and I are definitely in the works of some super exciting projects. Mm. Um, They're definitely more in the background, but I'll give a little sneak peek here. Yeah, that'd be great. On Mindset Reset Radio here. Um, (laughs) That we're working on a morning magic journal Mm, that is going to be more encompassing. And we'll give you accountability. We'll give you some beautiful prompts and we'll allow you to track progress. And to really start to, like we were saying at the very beginning, reconnect with you, Mm -hmm. reconnect with where you're at, how you're feeling, how you're showing up, taking accountability for your health, wealth, and happiness. And doing that right from the beginning of the, of the day, because Tim Ferriss has a really beautiful quote. He says, win the morning, win the day. Mm. And so it's like really giving people a step-by-step process with mm-hmm. inspiration, with information, with, you know, neuroscience, with like all these, you know, beautiful things backing it as well, just to get you to feeling more magic and manifesting more magic in your life. I love it. I can't yeah. wait. I'll have to follow along so I can see when you launch and share and check it out myself. I love that. Thanks. I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, okay. Last thing, where can listeners find you and connect with you? Yeah, you can come hang out with me on Instagram at sitwithanna or sitwithanna.com. Perfect. Awesome. And I wanted to let you listeners know that some things that came up in this episode, we have some great episodes on them. I just released an awesome episode on meditation. So if you're new to meditation, dive on into that where Hannah and I talk about um, how powerful it can be for living with intention. Um, And then I also recently did a solo episode on tuning in, what it means to tune in, how to start tuning in, like exactly what we're talking about here today. So that might be supportive of you too. So I'd recommend going and checking those out. And um, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much, Anna, for being here. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. um, Yeah. And we will all, we'll catch you all in another episode of Mindset Reset Radio.